Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the fact that life is filled with obstacles, circumstances, situations, people. Yeah, me and Isaiah know that. People who make life difficult. Sometimes those circumstances, situations, people seem taller than the highest mountain. Seem absolutely insurmountable. No way I can climb over that or go around it. Predicaments that defy man's resolution. That say to us, it's too hard. It's too difficult. You may as well walk away. Forget it. There is no help for you. In Jeremiah chapter 32, Jeremiah is in exactly that situation. When you read the first couple of verses, you'll find that he wasn't living in the palace, he was actually in the prison. And he was in the prison because the words that he spoke to the king, the king didn't like. The king said, all you do is prophesy doom and gloom. You never say anything that's positive and encouraging. So they locked him up. But when he was in the prison, the word of the Lord came to him one more time. And you can read it in verse 17. That's our text. Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. I want that phrase to resonate in your spirit. I want it to soak into your mind. I want it to become a part of your DNA. So that regardless of what you're facing and when you're facing it, you always come back and say, is there anything too hard for my God? Is there anything that he can't do or he can't accomplish? Unfortunately, too many times that's not our response. Too many times when difficult problems and situations arise or difficult people are in our path, our first response is anger or resentment or discouragement. Our hopelessness. We just throw up our hands in defeat. We don't even try. We don't even fight. We don't even move into the promise of God. I've come to tell you this morning, the day of weak Christians is dead. And if you're going to live for God in this day and this time, you better grow a backbone and let him infuse you with courage and fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost so that you can say, this is not too hard for my God. Because if you don't, You'll find yourself in a place where you're giving up. You'll find yourself in a place where all you do, matter of fact, you're going to become that person that no one wants to be around. The whiner, the complainer, the naysayer, the one that never sees or hears anything positive. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be that person. Can you say amen? amen. It's time to realize we serve the God of the impossible. We serve the God who is able. And any time you and I will face a situation where it seems to be hopeless and we choose to say, but nothing is too hard for God, you know what's going to happen? God's going to show up. God's going to show out. God's going to prove that his word is true in and over your life. It's not the time to bow or cower in fear. It's the time to press forward. I told you last week I'm done with COVID. Amazing, isn't it, how many governments in the last week and a half or so have figured the same thing out? 
It's a virus like the flu. You're going to get over it. Some of you will get it. Some already have, but you're here. You survived. Quit hiding behind the fear that people are peddling and stand on the word of God. It's time you believe the good reports, not the lies being spread through the media. It's time you stood up and recognized God's on my side. COVID isn't going to touch me. And if God chooses to allow COVID to take me home, I'm so much better off. Come on, stop fearing what might happen and move into the possibility of what God can do in your heart and in your life. Several centuries before Jesus Christ came to the earth, there was a Judean ruler by the name of Zerubbabel. And God laid it upon his heart to rebuild the temple that had already been destroyed by these same Babylonians to rebuild it again. But there were so many things that stood in his way. So many obstacles that prohibited that from happening. So much so if you turn to Zechariah chapter 4, you'll read these words in verse 7 where it says, What are you, O mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. And he shouts, grace, grace, grace to it. How do we live in tough times? By living in the future grace that God has already provided that will see us through. Come on, I'm looking for some Christians who will say, I'm tired of just sitting on a pew. Sign me up, put me in. I'm ready to give my life to advance the cause of Christ. It's those people who stand up and say, there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing that God can't do. Nothing that God can't overcome. Nothing that God can't turn around. Put your name in that scripture from Zechariah 4. And here it read it this way with your name. Who are you, O mighty mountain, before Steve? Before Pastor Isaiah, before Celine, who are you, almighty mountain, that you would stand before me? I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, and you must fall. Came to tell you there's nothing too hard for our God. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 15, verse 7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you will, and it will be done then why are we so afraid of everything that happens to us if we already have the promise? If I'm in him and he's in me, his word is in me, then I can believe him for the impossible. John went on to write these words in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. According, if we ask anything, according to his will, he hears us. Wow. Some of you need to write that scripture down, 1 John 5, 14. You need to memorize it. Hang it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on the rearview mirror of your car. Write it on your chest so you can read it every morning. And remember, there is nothing God won't do when I ask in his name. Is there anything too hard for him? Is there anything too hard for him? Look at verse 17 of Jeremiah 32 one more time. Oh, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. You see, when people read those statements, they say, yeah, but that applied to somebody else some other time. No, the word of God is for every one of us. 
through ages and through generations, through time and space. It applies to every one of us. His word is sure and true. His word is settled in the heavens. His word is unchangeable. And if he said it to Jeremiah, he's saying it to you and me. Is there anything too hard for you? Is there anything too hard for you? It's not wishful thinking. I'm always amazed by people who have no faith, who want to make fun of people who do have faith, and act like everything we believe is simply some imagination of the mind, when in fact it is written, it is settled before the ages began. God made the promise. He will honor it, carry it out, bring it forward into your life today. It's time for somebody to say, there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for my God. It's not walking in the dark. It's not believing something without evidence already presented. The written word of God declares to you and I, there is nothing too hard for God. It's written, it's inscribed, it's settled in the heavenlies. God cannot fail and God's word will not be broken. We understand that. James says God's not like the shadows. He doesn't change with the times. There is nothing impossible with God, nothing that keeps him fulfilling his promises. We're going to sing this old hymn as we close this morning in a few minutes. It says, great is thy faithfulness, Lord God Almighty. Great is thy faithfulness. There is no shadow of turning with me. Thy compassions fail not. And as thou hast been, forever thou will be. You need to understand that the promise of God's word, the assurance that God is faithful, is what will see us through. Let me say it a different way. If God were not faithful, you and I wouldn't have a hope. If God were not faithful, we would have nothing to hang our faith upon. If God were not faithful, I couldn't stand before you and say, I don't care what you're encountering. I know the God who leads you through the wilderness. I know the God who's already made a way where there seems to be no way. I know the God who can part seas and drop bread from heaven, can open blind. Oh, is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 1, it's not in your outline, but I wanted to share it with you. The writer says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Drop down to verse 6, and the same writer says these words. Now, it is, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, you can't know God. You can't please God. Because we have to believe not only that he exists, now catch this, but he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you're serving a God who will never respond to you, you're serving the wrong God. If you're serving a God who wants you to bring offerings and sacrifices to him without ever showing up in your life, you're serving the wrong God. If you're serving a God you went down and bought at the flea market, you're serving the wrong God. If you're serving a God who has no power, no ability, no life, no spirit, you're serving the wrong God. I've come to tell you, God Almighty Jehovah Jesus is the God that does great things. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too hard for him. I want you to think about it for just a minute. This is in your outline because I knew there was no way Ann Gleaton could write all these scriptures down when I gave them to you, so I already gave them to you. You're welcome. 
Is anything too hard for God? The evidence is already in the scripture that the answer to that question is absolutely not. John 1.1, 1, 1, he created the universe out of absolutely nothing. He spoke the worlds into existence. Genesis 19.20, Lot's wife does a, I put this in there because I think this is the funniest scripture in the world. Disobey God, be careful. He turned her into a pillar of salt. For some reason, I just like that. Exodus 14.22, he split the Red Sea and the Israelites walked across on dry ground. Oh, but that's not the end of the story. Because the armies that were chasing them drowned in the same sea that they walked across on dry ground. He brought bread from the sky. You can see it in Exodus. You'll see water from the rock in Numbers. He slew 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. You'll read that in 2 Kings. Let me, let me tell you something. Jesus said to Peter, before he went to the cross, you don't have to fight for me. If I desired, my father would send legions of angels to my rescue. Now, I want you to go and read that scripture. Later today, underline it in your outline, 2 Kings 19.35. It says, the angel of the Lord, one angel, killed 185,000 of the enemy. How many angels do you need? Come on, think about it. Do the math. God is saying there's nothing too hard for me. He caused crows, ravens, crows to bring food to the prophet. He made a jar of meal and oil last through the entire famine. He shut the mouths of the lion to protect Daniel. He gave an asbestos suit to the three Hebrew children. He caused a virgin to conceive. And she brought forth a son whose name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. He cleansed the lepers. He opened blind eyes. I'll ask it, is there anything too hard for God? He gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. He fed 5,000 with a few loaves and fish. Is there anything too hard for God? He raised Lazarus from the dead. He'd already been dead four days. He was already stinking. Is there anything too hard for God? When we choose to live by the grace God has provided, every time we'll say, there is nothing too hard for my God. They'll say, oh, but preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. You may be right, maybe I don't. But I can assure you there is somebody in this room who does. I can assure you you're not the first person who's ever walked through what you're walking through. I can assure you, you're not the first person who's ever been hurt, put upon, lied about, cussed out, taken advantage of. You're not the first person who's ever had financial problems or physical problems. You're not the first person whose spouse has left them. You're not the first person who says, I got fired for no cause. You're not the first person who can sing a sad song, but I'm here to tell you today, you can change it. You can stand your feet and say, what is too hard for my God? What is too hard for my God? What is too hard for our God? I'm here to remind you this morning, and myself too, there is nothing too hard for my God. Your broken relationship, it's not too hard. Your illness, your diagnosis, it's not too hard. Your broken heart, it's not too hard. Your doubts, doesn't bother God a bit. Matter of fact, God loves honest doubters because it's in that point of doubt. He's going to fuse you with faith and show you something you've never seen before. 
Your sin? Not too hard. But society has labeled me. It's not too hard. But I've been outcast. It's not too hard. But if you only knew what I have done, it's not too hard. There is absolutely nothing you will face and encounter in this current life that is too hard for our God. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted. Remember this. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. God can be trusted to keep His promise. God is faithful to remind us in every circumstance and situation there is nothing too hard for Him. See, in difficult times, problems are bigger than I am, bigger than you are. We have to remember God's still able. There's nothing too hard for him. Even when it doesn't feel like it, there's nothing too hard for him. When I fall short, when I miss the mark, when I sin, his forgiveness is available. He washes, he cleanses, he renews, he transforms. He fills us with hope so we never give up. He gives us the patience to persist until we see the answer. He gives us the strength to do what He's called us to do each and every day. The wisdom to know His will and make proper and right decisions. He gives us the courage to face the day when all we want to do is pull the covers over our head. There is nothing too hard for our God. David wrote it this way from Psalm 16, 5. I love the Good News translation. This is what it says, so much clearer. You, Lord, are all I have, and you give me all I need. My future is in your hands. Is that a great verse? You, Lord, are all I have. You give me all I need. My future is in your hands, Psalm 16, 5. Paul said, for all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. In other words, everything that he's declared, every promise that he has spoken, every declaration in and over your life, everything contained in this book, he will honor and cause to come to pass. I know some of you are here this morning, some of you are online, you say, but you don't understand how difficult it is waiting for the answer. Oh, I do. Believe me, I do. But this is the encouragement I want to give to you in that time of waiting. When the night is the darkest, when the dawn hasn't begun to break the eastern sky, when there is no answer, there is no word from God, there is no help for your situation, in the waiting, if you'll simply open your heart, you're going to find the sun shines bright, dawn comes, hope arises, faith fills your spirit, and you can get up and face that day knowing, my God has already said, nothing is too hard for me. I reread the words of Jeremiah 32. He's in prison. He's in prison for saying what God told him to say. He's there unjustly. He's being persecuted and picked on, singled out. And you know what he knows? He knows that the Babylonians that have laid siege to the city are going to destroy the city. They're going to take people captive, take them back to their capital, their kingdom. Many are going to die and be killed. 
But in the midst of that prophecy, you need to read the rest of the chapter because when you read Jeremiah chapter 32, beginning down towards about 35, you're going to hear him saying these words, but I know that God will restore. He will call them back from every nation where they have been scattered. He'll rebuild the houses, replant the fields, replant the vineyards, and what was lost will be found again. I've come to tell you this morning, there's nothing too hard for God. You've given up on it. He has not. Tom, come back. You said that's no use. He disagrees. You said it can't change. God is saying the exact opposite. There is nothing too hard for my God. Stand your feet with me across this room. You're in this room today. You don't need to bow your head. You're not going to raise your hand. I know many already responded when the Spirit of God spoke earlier through Pastor Isaiah, and you were touched by God. But I've come to tell you this morning, he wants to do something so deep in you today that never again will doubt assail you. Never again will fear overcome you. Never again will you wonder, does he really care about me? Does God know where I'm at? Does he know my address? Does he know my circumstance? Never again will that haunt you. Because today he's saying to you, that's not too hard. It's not too hard. It's not too hard. It doesn't matter the diagnosis, my friend. It doesn't matter if you're overdrawn by $432 and paydays two weeks away. It doesn't matter if they picked up your car last night and took it away. It doesn't matter if your spouse left you. It doesn't matter if your children hate you. It doesn't matter what you're going through because nothing is too hard for God. As Tom begins to sing this great old hymn of the church, I preach to you this morning. It's hit you right directly in your heart and in your life. Maybe you responded earlier. You need to respond again. Isaiah referenced the fact that sometimes healing takes time. It's a process. You need to come again. So as he sings, a step out and come this morning. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.